I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, the buzz. Hey, everybody. <laughs> we are so excited to be here today Woo! because we yeah. are back for season two of Kidding, and we're going to be going over episodes one and two, a full in-depth analysis of everything that went on in these two episodes. Super exciting stuff, you guys, and I am stoked because I am joined by an all-star panel right now. I am your host, Mina Nadeen, and to my left, we have Belle Blankenship, who is a die-hard Mr. Rogers fan. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, you've watched every single episode of Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I have. So when I knew this show was coming up, I knew I wanted to jump on it. So super happy to be here. Love it. And to her left, we have D'Angelo Friday, who is one of the MVPs of TV (laughs) Pilot Reviews, which is an amazing (laughs) show that we had here at AfterBuzz TV. Mm -hmm. And you watched the pilot Mm -hmm. episode of Kidding a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. once you watched it, you were hooked and you binged every single episode last night. 100%. And we (laughs) saw... Uh, seeing Jim Carrey back on TV for the first time in 20 years, yeah. I had to be a part of that. So. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. And I can't forget to mention Steph Sabra, who moderated Ow. the panel for Kidding <laughs> last year. Oh. She is actually in the booth, so we can't see her, but we can right. hear her. She is our producer for season two, and we're so excited to hear her thoughts mm-hmm. on the crazy things that happen. Yeah. So she can just chime in whenever she wants. Excited <laughs> to be here. There this she is. All star panel. Yes. <laughs> uh, so after we recap the episodes, we also have a very special segment for you guys called Jim Gems. Uh, where we talk about a Jim Carrey movie that is related in some way to this episode. (laughs) So stay tuned for that. D'Angelo will be leading that. And we also have a news and gossip section prepared by Belle. Uh, So stick around till the very end, you guys. And make sure to like and subscribe to AfterBuzz TV. uh, And leave your comments of your thoughts of this episode in the comments below because we read everything and we love to Mm -hmm. engage with you guys. And we want to make this as interactive as possible. Uh, With that being said, I really want to know what were your overall thoughts of episode one yeah I think for me it was I was just on edge the whole time because it you know we were dealing with this internal battle for Jeff if is he going to keep this lie because it seems like every time he's about to tell the truth he takes it back and then yeah. of course we see how it ends so yeah. I think for me it was just kind of just sitting on the edge of my seat was my <laughs> overall thought and how they interlace the flashbacks with yeah. uh, driving to the hospital with his wife mm-hmm. um, and seeing how that paralleled to what was actually happening um, mm-hmm. and how he mm-hmm. stepped up in like really like hard and difficult moments yeah. um, this was some of his best performances yeah. I loved it as well and uh, just to let you guys know the name of episode one was the cleanest liver in Columbus, Ohio. (laughs) And that's because Jim Carrey's character, Mr. Pickles, hasn't had an ounce of alcohol since his wedding, June 21st, 2003. Yeah, Um, yeah, I'm a savant, I remember. I know, I was like, wow, I didn't even write that down. (laughs) No, but but really, it's it's crazy to know that that's how long it's been since he hasn't had a drink. So, it's, for me, I thought it was so interesting to Mm -hmm. see this character who, in some ways, is very saint-like, but now we're finally starting to see his flaws unravel and this has been hinted at from season one yeah. where yeah. we know that Mr. Pickles is going to crack and he finally does at the end of season one oh, and yeah. now now he has <laughs> to deal with the repercussions of his yeah. actions and mm-hmm. you know donate a part of his liver right what do you guys think about the unraveling of Mr. Pickles 
I feel like this has just been a long time coming. Yeah. I think the biggest issue is that he is balancing two personas mm-hmm. and now both of these lives are kind they're now they're crashing and he doesn't know how to cope with either one. And yeah. I think one thing I really loved about the beginning when you have that recording of their wedding is at the very end, I just remember like the Dalai Lama says, I know you have it in you to like smash that cup. And then it immediately comes to him <laughs> like hitting Peter with the yeah, car. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was kind of a cool, almost like this overarching theme like, oh, like not only do you have it in you to do this small act on your wedding, but he has a lot he, that yeah. he is capable of that I don't think he's tapped into until now. <laughs> yeah. That's what I love about this show and what kind of brought me in the show I did before this was Sorry mm-hmm. for Your Loss. And it's just another mm-hmm. like, way to look at how to deal with a grieving process and he's yeah. still grieving from losing his son a year later mm-hmm. um, and he can't really deal with it the way he probably needs to because of his public persona mm-hmm. yeah. and they're just unpacking it and we're seeing they had to it was a line about him either having a breakthrough or a breakdown mm-hmm. and we're kind of starting to see how those lines are really uh, blurred yeah. mm-hmm. I know that's so true and I think in order to have a breakthrough you have to have a breakdown yeah. because mm-hmm. it's not until everything in your life becomes crazy that you so finally are able to see right. the light at the end of the tunnel and i love everything you were saying bell mm-hmm. about how you know the yeah. interstitching of uh the glass breaking to it yeah. transitioning <laughs> into the car crash because i think what really stood out to me about episode one mm-hmm. was the fantastic editing in the episode the oh, fact yes. that so with good. every flashback there was something linked yeah. that flowed so seamlessly yeah. well that i was in awe of how everything felt so connected in the episodes. And I I loved that. It really stood out to me, just like seeing the storytelling aspect Mm -hmm. more than just the performances themselves. Um, Was there a certain performance that stood out to you more than another? Um, I think for me, again, I mean, this is jumping to the end, so I'll probably save that (laughs) until once we get to the end of this. But I think one thing, just kind of commenting on those flashbacks, that I really liked it because I feel like all these episodes we do see reality and imagination coming together so that you don't really know what's real what isn't Mm -hmm. but I feel like in the past episodes it's always kind of been intertwining these puppet characters so you could kind of tell what's what's fake and what's not but I love how this one they actually use all the the pregnancy ones so it does kind of it does still feel like much realer to him instead of just using these kind of puppet imagery Um, so I really like how they still blurred those lines but they did it in a little different way than I feel like we've seen in the last season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I love that question because yeah. we see a lot of different and unique uh, relationship dynamics. I think seeing mm-hmm. Jeff and Peter's relationship like stood out to me because <laughs> usually the husband and the ex-husband, they don't they don't get along really well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're seeing the nuances there. And um, there's so many dynamics, even uh, how Jeff is with his son, uh, Will, mm-hmm. and just like the parallels in the relationship has been so insightful. And I think it's shaped by how they're all mm-hmm. dealing with their grief process. Yeah. Do you think it's easy to empathize with Mr. Pickles or mm-hmm. is it at the mm-hmm. point where it's past the point of no return <laughs> that we're seeing this very ugly yeah. side to him? I, Can we empathize with him or are we kind of distancing ourselves from the person right. that he's becoming. I think um, I can yeah. start this off. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I still empathize with him. And that's mm-hmm. the crazy thing because I can see how anger is shaping so much of what he does. Mm-hmm. And he's someone who we see it a little bit more in episode two, but he doesn't really get come to terms with his emotions very well because he doesn't feel like he can. Yeah. And so because of that, um, seeing how he acts out makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah, and I think one thing, I've, especially being a Mr. Rogers fan, um, <laughs> that I've kind of noticed throughout both the last season and then these two episodes 
is at first I was, it was a little unsettling for me because I think I was trying to compare Jeff's character to Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, we have this imagery of Mr. Rogers. We love him. He's, you know, kind of the <laughs> saint. Yeah. And so it kind of like pained me to think he could be kind of this dark person behind the camera. But then once I just kind of stood back and I was like, you know what? It's kind of funny because in a way, as much as we love Mr. Rogers and want to be like him, Jeff might be a more realistic yeah. kind of like reflection of humanity because, yeah. you know, he is, and he, and he's kind of the fake character, whereas Mr. Rogers is the real life person. So yeah. it is, So I thought that was kind of just cool to look at where I was like, honestly, when, when we're going through a grieving process like that, you know, we may not hit people with cars, but we do, you know, crazy <laughs> yeah, we things. Think about it. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I feel I still feel like he does have this humanity to him. And mm-hmm. I think for a while, especially in the first season, I think in this episode, we're now seeing him more kind of even when at the end, you know, he drops that F bomb <laughs> um, when he's admitting his guilt. And he even like kind of makes this quote where he says and how his, his thing has always been like, don't use a bad word if you can use a good word. And he changes it to only use a bad word if you can't find a good word. So I think that's kind of showing him coming to terms and like, mm-hmm. okay, like, because I feel like he was kind of in a la-la land forever. Yeah. And yeah. now it's kind of like, okay, he's finally kind of back in reality again. <laughs> I, I definitely yeah. see that. Yeah, I think it's it's so crazy how, you know, someone trying to be positive could be mm-hmm. their very flaw as a character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, never trying to be fully authentic and only striving to be positive at all times can be yeah. very harmful. And I think we saw a stark contrast between his character and Jill mm-hmm. very much being a cynical character yeah. that is yeah. angry and frustrated but honest about those feelings of frustration. Uh, what I think is even more interesting, D'Angelo, is that you mentioned that Mr. Pickles isn't good at expressing his emotions and he's not Mm -hmm. open with his emotions. And what I think is so fascinating about that is that he is such an incredible vessel on the show for Mm. children to learn how to cope with their emotions (laughs) and to realize that their emotions are fine. It's okay to feel anger and frustration and Mm -hmm. sadness. And he really wants children to know that. But he hasn't been able to come to terms with his own emotions, which I think is insane (laughs) that he sets such an incredible example and doesn't live up to those expectations. It's like he's giving to others what he wants like the fact that the toy yeah. is saying I'm listening yeah. that's literally what he wants from everyone want. else but it doesn't feel like yeah. he has th- that many avenues to do it mm-hmm. right yeah. definitely agree yeah. with that um, do you guys have any final thoughts about episode one because a lot happens in episode one you know mm-hmm. we obviously see Peter's family in the hospital and they are a very Mormon family but even <laughs> yeah. within the context of a religious Mormon family we see the hypocrisy of religion right. and how nobody is perfect yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think I think, honestly, my last impression of this episode was just, you know, Jeff coming to terms with needing to be honest because he thinks he can get away with it. And it's just not really who he is, even though it's only going to hurt him, because obviously now he's pretty much lost everyone he loves now that he's admitted it. So I think that really speaks to his true nature that, you know, even if it's something that will destroy him even you know volunteering to give his liver up like that is a huge decision so i think that honestly kind of just coming to that coming to terms with that i thought was very just just powerful and i think even a good lesson for all of us you know like like you know really the truth will set you free and even though it's probably gonna you know he goes one step forward two steps back Mm -hmm. i think eventually this is going to help him on his way 
Right. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I, lastly, I do want to talk about the setting of episode one and episode mm-hmm. two, which obviously happens around Christmas. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's Christmas Eve. Uh, there's a lot of uh, a symbolism there with are you good, are you bad, but yeah. who's to judge other than God? Um, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think that this was supposed to premiere last year, by the way. Right. And they pushed back the release date to today, yeah. February. <laughs> Do you think that yeah. kind of affects the vibe of it, especially mm. since, you know, it's no longer Christmas, we're nearing Valentine's right. Day, um, we're no longer in the Christmas spirit. Did that yeah. affect your viewing at all of episode one? Because it kind of pulled mm-hmm. me out of it in a weird way. I couldn't fully connect. Yeah. It does shape it in a different way. I don't think I even thought about it because we yeah. watch the shows so much that aren't always <laughs> happening right. in a moment. Yeah. Um, but it, it did make it a, a very interesting time even mm-hmm. to see them have family time together for Christmas. Yeah. And that might have been why Jill was a little warmer to Jeff mm-hmm. because she had... I mean, yeah. it had been a year since they lost their, their kid, so. Right. Um, I Yeah, I, I guess I didn't really think about it. And I just love Christmas time, so yeah. <laughs> I'm always happy to watch Christmas yeah. stuff. But I, I think you're actually right now that you say that, because I think if I had watched this during Christmas, it would have felt uh, maybe like a little more intimate, mm-hmm. um, which I love when shows do that, when they adapt it to when it's going to be released. Yeah. Right. Uh, which is true. So it did in a way I was like, oh, wait, why? Like, I forgot, I guess Christmas is here. <laughs> so, yeah, I do. That's an interesting point, though. I didn't think about that. I definitely feel like the Grinch right now. Yeah. Because I just kept thinking this. I couldn't get into the holiday spirit of it. But um, I just, I loved how, you know, nothing is just picture perfect or picturesque yeah. during this time. Right. And, you yeah. know, even though he finally feels like he has his family back yeah. he gets it under such dark and dire right. and sinister circumstances yeah, it fits into the theme of the show man yeah <laughs> it's dark, definitely man. does um, but let's move on to episode two cool. which is called up down and everything in between mm-hmm. uh which really encapsulates yeah. this very dreamlike scenario of an episode yeah. uh what were your overall thoughts of the musical format of the mm. episode, of the themes of dreams versus reality, and yeah. the performances, and the character development, and everything that happened in episode yeah. two? Overall yeah. thoughts. I think yeah. I don't want to lose the big epiphany he got uh, doing the nut in the fall scene, mm-hmm. uh, in the flashback and insight into how he felt about his father once his mom left. Right. Uh, and even how Jeff and Deidre both viewed that very differently, uh, yeah. the relationship. So that the whole waterfall scene and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff is really stuck out, stood out to me in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of liken these, and both the first episode and this one, they're kind of doing this experimental thing. Like, yeah. you know, the first one I was talking about those flashbacks to this very real thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then this one, yeah, the kind of the musical, I don't think, if I'm not mistaken, we've seen any musical <laughs> numbers. <laughs> so I thought, so I kind of <laughs> like how, you know, we have these directors you know just kind of experimenting with this That's good. um yeah so i and i thought it was a little like there was that you know of course that dark idea but it did feel a little lighter to me just because i feel like music always makes it yeah. happier mm-hmm. which i think is kind of a breath of fresh air because this is on i mean sometimes i think it is much darker than comedic i feel like they throw in comedy kind of just to to lighten it a little bit yeah. but right. so i think for me it kind of helped <laughs> alleviate that a little bit you know obviously along with the musical themes mm-hmm. of this episode there is 
a lot dealing with dreams and the subconscious. Yeah. Do you guys think dreams reveal your subconscious desires, your trauma, mm. or do you think it's all just coincidence or some oh, sort of yeah. mixture of both? <laughs> I, de- I really feel like there is a meaning to dreams yeah. um, just because I constantly, I mean, I think it could be like a mixture of both. I think there are some things we have in our mind that are just sitting there and somehow come back to the surface. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like you know, even if it the, it doesn't make sense, like I can always kind of find a meaning out of mine, or yeah. I would be like, oh, I probably dreamed this because I'm really I'm stressed at work, yeah. or you know, something like that. So, yeah, I think so. How about you, D'Angelo? I agree. It's just a, it's yeah. definitely a revelation of the sub- subconscious mind. It's, yeah, it's so many things you can't control there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a place that he always revisits. So, yeah. yeah. So, what do you think that was for Mr. Mm. Pickles? Because yeah. his dreams while he was under the knife getting his right. liver transplanted and getting cut right. open revealed a lot about his character, a lot about his trauma, yeah. a lot about his past uh, and yeah. feelings of guilt. So what do you think those dreams and specifically which scenes oh, yeah. said something about that character? I Well, I just really loved how both Peter and Jeff's dreams combined. Yep. Uh, I thought that was just the really... Because I, I think it would have been a little dull if it had just been like Jeff's journey to finding himself. Yep. So I'm glad that it was sort of this collaboration, and I just really loved when, you know, like, Peter can't fight him anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they're kind of becoming one person. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just almost how, you know, if it wasn't for Peter, Jeff wouldn't have also come to terms with why he's so angry. And it turns out, like, he has never forgiven Jill yeah. for the accident. So mm-hmm. I thought that was a just, like, a really fun kind of way to, for both of them to really come to terms with their own issues. Like, Peter has to learn to accept the liver, and then um, Jeff has to learn to accept his anger. So right. I thought that was just a really, just like a really upbeat, fun way for them to figure themselves out. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I liked it a lot, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I can add anything to that. that <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff and Peter, we got more insight into the relationship, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, even the di- even the the dynamic where you hate yeah. someone, you don't really want them to live anymore, but you got to give them your liver. Right, yes. um, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. It is the right thing I, to I do. I hate how that was interpreted as like, uh, "Wow, I'm such a great person." <laughs> yes. When really, it's the right thing to do because it's the only thing you can, only you can do. You can do. Pay back your, your <laughs> sin. And he's losing right. everyone from that decision yeah. from coming out honest, honestly like that. Mm-hmm. So. He is. Yeah, and I feel kind he, of awkward for like. Jill because you know everyone's like gosh you know Jeff is doing such a great thing and she's kind of caught she kind of has to like keep the secret right because she's like well if you had really known why we're here in the first place but that's why I also am I I do wonder which that'll go into predictions but I do wonder if she's going to you know keep it to herself or something's going to come out about Mm -hmm. what really happened so right (laughs) but what I thought was really interesting was I know that you guys like the dynamic between Peter and um, Mr. Pickles when they're singing to each other Uh, and then they're having this battle for me I really interpreted this as Mr. Pickles um, basically his opinion or him (laughs) projecting what he thinks is gonna happen when you know Peter Mm. wakes up I don't really think and this will get into predictions but I don't really think Peter is like this I think this is the manifestation Mm -hmm. of Mr. Pickles insecurities and shame of what he did and perception of Peter and I think that this story is being told 
strictly from Jeff's perspective, yeah. not from Peter's Good perspective. Oh, but yeah. I think other people who watch the show might interpret it as a combination of two, mm-hmm. which I think is so interesting that we like all have different perspectives right. about whose perspective it's yeah. from. That's right. That's yeah. Because we don't know really when Peter wakes up. Right. Like Will he even remember? Like, I, yeah. I mean, who knows? So, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good point. It was, it was very that. reminiscent of this uh, Netflix show called Maniac where people are hooked up and they're oh. having dreams and then the dreams interact with each other. So I thought oh, it was, cool. like, really, really fascinating. Yeah. Um, did you guys enjoy the musical numbers? I loved it. I mean, I'm a sucker for musicals anyways. And, yeah. well, it's just especially that one little part that Mr. Pickles sings where it's like super, super, super fast and then he gets to like, I can't forgive, or like, I blame Jill (laughs) for all this. So I love, because I just can't imagine how long that little part took to rehearse. So I loved it. Yeah. I'm not a big musical guy, but (laughs) (laughs) it served its purpose and I do like when it it develops the uh, storyline. Right. Yeah. It felt very whimsical and and kind of in line with like the crazy nature of everything going on. Um, I want to get to Seb, uh, Deirdre, Mm. and Jill and the dynamic between the three because I found that to be the most refreshing. Yeah. Um, I honestly thought it was the highlight of the episode Mm. because anywhere Seb is involved, I feel like there is a lot of humor, a lot of darkness yeah. yeah and i don't see him as a black and white character who's necessarily just right. a bad father i think yes. there's a lot of you know <laughs> a lot of trauma there a lot of toxicity but also a lot of love and and desire for reconciliation yeah uh, what did you think of the dynamic between those three characters I I do love the little waiting room scene where I guess that was with Jill, Seb, and um, Deidre. But yeah. yeah, I which that in itself was like so funny. Just kind of hearing them just getting out all their dirty laundry, and I even like at the very end when we see. I love how kind of Jeff comes to this realization that you know we've always thought that little pickle barrel was his like way to freedom but he actually says like this has been a cage the whole time Mm -hmm. because it you know anytime he feels anything his dad just says you know keep it to yourself like don't don't get it out there so and I I do love how it ends where he just fires and he's like that's it so I think that just is gonna really really lead to an interesting next episode Yeah. yeah. And what are your final thoughts of episode two? Is there anything else you guys want to add? Anything that stood out to you yeah. that we haven't discussed? Um, I'm thinking, I feel like... Like, did you I, did you think that there was well, going to be an intimate moment between Seb and yeah, you know his son at I that very final scene? Because I, I, I thought it was going to be sentimental. Yeah, and I, I didn't expect all. <laughs> I still and then think he just that you're fired. It's going right. to happen, and because there has yeah. to be an explanation on why, right, um, right. But I think that was the beginning. He's like standing up for himself in a way, right. So that was that was one of the most impactful things I think mm-hmm. I've seen yeah. you do. So. I loved it. I, yeah. I definitely don't think you should mix business with family. I think it's a disaster yeah. <laughs> waiting to happen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that that sentimental moment was turned very real. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those were our overall thoughts of episodes one and two. Uh, I'm so excited to go over the special segment, the news and gossip, yes. and our right. predictions at the very end uh, because we do have some time left. So take it oh, away, D'Angelo. Right. Special, special segment. So uh-huh. uh, this uh, performance especially bring to light like and this is Jim Gems by the way oh, oh Jim yeah. Gems yes Jim we had Gems. to think about something yeah. that reminded us huh? of another Jim Carrey show 
or a movie in this case. We mm-hmm. thought about Liar Liar, nineteen ninety seven, where mm-hmm. Jim Carrey can't tell a lie, and he's kind of <laughs> in a similar situation. Yeah. I wanted to know how you guys felt about his performance <laughs> dealing with the same similar themes. I have yeah. to say that this is one of my favorite movies. Uh, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's like one of the oh my god, like the peak so of Jim Carrey <laughs> in yeah, so many yeah. ways. Yeah. It's so silly, and I love that the premise of Liar Liar <laughs> is that. He is a lawyer mm-hmm. who lies all the time. Right. He isn't a man of his word. Is literally the opposite of Mr. Pickles in every sense of that word. Yeah. yeah. And I love how the whole premise of the entire movie is that his son wishes that he can never lie again yeah. and that he can only tell the truth so he can't lie at all right. and the truth is what sets him free yes. and I love how that is the exact opposite of episode yes. one of Mr. Pickle mm. of uh, kidding I mean yeah. because in this episode he tells the truth and he can't lie here yeah. he only lies and can't tell the truth yes. so it's funny how the the, the script has been flipped, uh, yeah. essentially, and this was a movie from the early 90s, and now we're here 2020, yeah, and Jim maybe. has transformed. Uh, I know, I man. I love it. Yeah. yeah, and I also like how in the, the show, even Jill admits, she's like, well, I yeah, I wish he hadn't told me the yeah. truth. So, yeah. like, liar, liar, they want him to tell the <laughs> truth for once, and this one, they're like, we don't want him to tell the truth for once. Please just lie. Sometimes, yeah. like, you don't, sometimes the, I'm the opposite, though, because I yeah. feel like full transparency is so important, yeah. Yeah. but now I'm seeing the consequences of full right. transparency because maybe maybe wait a little later before you ruin everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Timing is key. That's Timing true. Key. It definitely is. Well, it's like also after you did some horrible things. Oh, so God. if you were truthful before all of that, right. some of those things probably wouldn't wait. happen. Yeah, but yeah. had he waited, everyone be, would be like, oh, he's so terrible. So yeah. it's so easy to judge. I know, you know? from where we're sitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, take it away, Belle, with our all news right. and gossip section. Oh. News time. Here it is. So... All right. So, yeah, I just have a little tidbit about kind of what Jim Carrey is doing outside of kidding. Got a little graphic for you. So he actually has a dance in Sonic the Hedgehog that he (laughs) thinks is perfect for Fortnite. Uh, And so even though he didn't offer any examples of what that Sonic-inspired dance move might look like, he definitely seemed open to a crossover. And I didn't actually know this, but the game's Hoot Nanny Dance, if anyone I had to look it up because yeah. I didn't remember which move that was, um, is actually likely based on moves from his Dumb and Dumber character. Mm. So he already has this history with Fortnite. Um, and he said just in regards to the video game world, he said, I've never been a big gamer. I've always thought of the world as a game. I've always thought of myself as this avatar, that my true self is a much bigger thing than the game I'm playing. Mm. So he said, so this is actually bringing me into that world, which is fantastic about acting. If you're presented with something, you got to get to know the world. So I've been playing Sonic. And so, yeah, basically, we're going to see whether or not he shows us any Fortnite-worthy <laughs> dance moves as Robotnik when Sonic the Hedgehog hits theaters this Friday, which is Valentine's Day, February fourteenth, oh, yeah. and that was according to CinemaBlend.com. If you want more info, Jim trying to get in on that Fortnite. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Sneak <laughs> yeah. in there. Get dope. <laughs> this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun yeah, too. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, so obviously we have a lot of great things to come. Yeah. Season two looks insane. We got a great teaser at the end of the episode two yeah. for Kidding, where they showed us what is to come for the right. entire season, not just episode three um what did you get out of that because i kind of saw that there was a divorce yeah. that's gonna yeah. happen potentially uh what else is going on there for oh, season man. two after buzz <sighs> tv prediction i'm telling you something going down serious if yeah. I, we saw that he cut his hair all right you oh, know what yeah. it would take for me to cut my hair 
has to be <laughs> something true. serious. So I don't know what it is, but Jim. Yeah. Jim yeah, I think. Well, I'm really concerned for Deidre because, mm. um, I, you know, I feel like we're focusing so much on Jeff's kind of instability, but really, I mean, like her life is kind Crazy. of in, a, in pieces too. Mm-hmm. And she, I, I feel like for her, she really bottles this up. And I, I kind of feel like she's going to have sort of this breakdown moment too. Yeah. I just, and I'm like a little worried because I just hope that, you know, I feel like she's just always there for Jeff, but Jeff's not really a good backboard for her. Mm. So I don't even know if she has anybody like to really, you know, her dad, she says, loves Jeff more than her. You know, Jeff is too focused on his own problems right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, maybe we're going to see her break through instead of break down, but I think <laughs> something bad's in the works for her. I yeah, definitely hope so. I love Deirdre's yeah. character. I think, yeah. me too. you know, so I feel like there's so much yeah. there that can be very interesting, yeah. especially yeah. given that, you know, both of them had Seb as a father. They were abandoned mm-hmm. by their mother, yeah. and yet they cope with things in very, very different ways yeah. and have starkly different personalities. Uh, I also think mm-hmm. that it's going to be really interesting to see Deirdre's daughter and how this oh, divorce is going yeah. to shape her. And also what's going to happen to uh, Jeff's right. son as well. I think there's so many crazy elements. <laughs> yeah. I really, really want to know what's going to happen yeah. when Peter no. wakes up, if he wakes up. True. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just I, I have to know. So <laughs> lots of exciting things to come, you guys. Yes. This has been such a fun time recapping and reviewing Kidding Season 2. It's yes. been a blast. <laughs> Any final thoughts, you guys? Oh, man. Uh, join us next Sunday. Yeah. We're going to do episode, I guess, 3 and 4. Yeah. So. It's a, a whole roller coaster. We'll That's be with right. you guys along the way trying to analyze the hell out of this. And where can everybody find you, D'Angelo? Yes. yes, you guys can hit me up on Instagram or on Twitter. My name is D'Angelo. That's D-E-A-N-J-I-L-O. Nice. And you can find me on Instagram. Uh, it is Beb and Chip. B is in Bell. I always say boy. <laughs> E-B-E-N-S-H-I-P. Yes. And I'm your host, Mina Nadine. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mina Makes Magic. Thank you so much for joining us. And make sure to tune in next week, you guys. All right. Bye. Take care. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 